happy 4th of July. Hello. Welcome. You're listening to a recipe episode of In Love With The Process. I am your host, Mike Petschy. How are you? Come on in. Grab a seat. Grab a beer. Uh, we're going to do some cooking today. Wash your hands. You're going to get to work with me. We're going to do it together. Um, how's it going? I wanted to uh, come on here real quick and... Uh, do a recipe episode because it is the 4th of July. So we're going to put this out on the 4th in the morning. I'm recording this a bit earlier. Um, and before we get into it, that was one of my all-time favorite tracks from my bud, Big Black Delta. I love that album. This is the original album called Big Black Delta. That was Capsize. Uh, that whole album, front to back, is just perfect. Absolutely perfect. Uh, and Jonathan uh, is a great dude. If you haven't heard the episode with me and him, go to inlovewiththeprocess.com and check out the music app. Uh, I'm sorry, check out the music section of the website. Uh, and then you can find me and Jonathan uh, chatting it up. Uh, I love that episode. It's a great one. I should get him back on the show. Do you guys want to have Big Black Delta back on the show? You guys want to hear us chatting about more shit? Uh, let me know. Send me a message on Instagram at Mike Petchy on Instagram. Best way to get in touch with me in general. Um, what's going on? What's new? Are you guys excited? What are you cooking today? Are you making anything? It is the 4th. This is the National Barbecue Light Charcoal and uh, Throw Meat on a Day, right? If you're a vegetarian, I'm sure that there are some options that you can throw on the slightly meatless side of that grill. But, you know, probably not. <laughs> Today is a day where hopefully people have gotten over the uh, lighter fluid game because uh, I remember being a kid, this was uh, the main smell that you would have every day in the neighborhood. You would smell lighter fluid and that that chemical, that gas fuel smell would, <laughs> would somehow trigger uh, hunger out of me. I don't get it, but uh, tradition, right? Nostalgia. I hope you guys aren't fucking still using lighter fluid. Let me just say that right now. Uh, if you guys listen to my past recipe episode, the one that I did uh, on my famous smoke wings episode, I kind of chastised anybody that used lighter fluid for a good fucking reason. A, I'm helping you avoid a really intense version of cancer, I'm sure. Uh, you know, cancer still linked to carcinogens. Um, but I'm telling you, like, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure that, uh, my few days as a kid, when I was doing mechanic work, siphoning gas out of a boat tank, that's probably going to lead to the throat cancer. You know what I mean? More than the charcoal does. Um, but, um, what's going on? Are you guys ready to do some cooking today? Are you guys ready to get in? Um, let's see, what recipe should I give you today? You know, uh, cause a lot of you are asking consistently. You see that I like to barbecue. Yes, I do. Uh, I do barbecue and cook a lot. It's what keeps me sane in between directing. Um, just heard today, by the way, I can't really announce specifics, but I think we just got hired to do a commercial gig. So that I think is going to be happening mid-July, which might actually take me down to Comic-Con, by the way. This might be my first year at Comic-Con, which would be interesting to see how that plays. Um, so getting ready for that, prepping for that. Uh, but also before we get into the recipe game, um, I got to go this week, uh, went on a pretty awesome uh, barbecue hangout or picnic hangout rather. 
my buddy Rick Darge, who has been on the show. You guys all know Rick. You might know him from his podcast, Bumper to Bumper. Him and Chris Candy do a really good job on their Bumper to Bumper podcast. You should check them out. You can find them on uh, Spotify. I think they're on Spotify, but they're definitely on Apple Podcasts. Um, and I uh, love those both. Both of them have been on the show individually. Chris Candy's episode is fucking fantastic uh, for quite some time. That was one of our like heaviest listened episodes on the show. And then Rick's been on. He had a solo episode, and then he keeps coming back on the show. Love those guys. And they do a really good job promoting us. So it's been a while since I've uh, shen- like you know sent you guys some love. Both of you guys are the best. But anyway... Uh, Rick invited me to a director's picnic. <laughs> and I, when he asked me, I was like, what is a director's picnic? Like, what is this? And it's such a weird, you know, request. Because most of the time, let's be real, unless you're best friends or friends with a director, it's really hard for us all to sort of come together, right? I don't, I don't know why. I don't know if it's the competition thing or maybe it's just because we're all so super busy, but sort of getting directors together has always been difficult. Um, and, uh, you know, I said to Rick, I'm like, what's the deal? And he goes, well, actually, Mike Diva is putting it on. You guys remember Mike Diva? I did an episode with Mike Diva. Uh, he also recently has been directing all of the SNL digital shorts. So all that stuff. I know Diva's been over there doing that. And as we sort of name drop all sorts of uh, episode favorites. Um, Liam, who was the associate producer here, my assistant for a while, actually went on to work uh, on those Saturday Night Live stuff. So he was working with Mike Diva for quite some time. Um, anyway, Mike and Rick were putting on this picnic. I got the invite and a bunch of other directors got the invite. So of course, I'm excited. And of course, my first question is, what are we eating? right? It's a picnic. What are we doing? What are we bringing? What should I bring? What are you guys bringing? How many people, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, they were saying it was probably going to be about 10 people, all directors. Um, and they were thinking about just sort of grabbing some basic stuff from stores and just sort of bring it. I don't get it. How is it that we don't look at something like this as an opportunity to share, right? To share skills, to share flavors, to share history, right? To share, uh, and, and ultimately, the coolest and best way to break down barriers and meet people, right, is to help feed them. It's to bring stuff that you're proud of, stuff that's really great. I don't know. I don't get it. I, of course, jump on that opportunity immediately, and I'm like, all right, so what am I going to do? Last minute, I'm going to try to bring something that's fun, something that is tasty, and something that uh, I can do quickly, but on location, because that's always fun too. And now I'm out in the middle of nowhere. I've probably got a cooler with me. Um, how do I make a really cool meal on a field, you know, with no cooking device? So uh, I thought about it for a little bit and I decided to do um, turkey carnitas tacos. Now, I know a lot of you are familiar with pork carnitas tacos. I had turkey carnitas when I came out here for the very first time, and they blew my mind. It has the same texture. It has the same uh, flavor profile uh, to a certain extent as pork carnitas, but it also adds sort of that rustic, uh, gamey sort of turkey flavor in there, which is really nice, and it gets super crispy. 
I love it, man. Um, and I didn't have time to make it myself because it was such a last minute deal. So there's this really great, um, you know, Mexican grocery store right around the corner from us that uh, does their own turkey carnitas and they do it really fucking well. So it's it's kind of like you go in, there's like a hot bar in there where they have like ribs, they have turkey carnitas, all that kind of stuff. Now I bring this up and, and worry not, this isn't the recipe for today. I'm just on a tangent, so relax. But I bring this up because if you're putting something like this together, a lot of the folks are like, how am I going to cook this? How am I going to bring this? To, like, I don't, do I really want to spend all day on the grill? Do I have to cook something? How do I transport what I'm cooking? You can be clever about getting pre-made foods and still make it into something special. Okay. So I knew that this turkey carnitas was very easy to get. I can go literally over to that grocery store and ask them for about two and a half pounds of it already cooked, already warm. They stick it in a bag. They give it to you. So the protein's good to go. The other great thing about this grocery store is that they make their own tortillas fresh in the spot. Now, normally I would go with corn tortillas, but I need to heat those fuckers up, right? Corn tortillas are kind of bland unless you actually toss them on the grill, toss them on a fire on the stove, or maybe even toss them in a pan with some oil. Once you start to add some fire to those things, they crisp up, they shrink up, they puff up, and then they become tasty. But if you eat just a corn tortilla on its own without that heat up, it's kind of gross. It's kind of like a, I always see it as like a half-dried sponge, you know? It just doesn't have the same flavor profile. So I was like, well, I'm not going to have any fucking heat. I'm not going to bring a blowtorch with me and try to blowtorch these tortillas while sitting around and talking to guys. It's a little excessive. Um, so I went with flour tortillas instead because the flour ones you really don't need to do that with. And they're a little sweet too, which is nice because the sweetness on the flour tortilla will counteract the saltiness that comes with the turkey carnitas. So I was like, good to go. Now I went into the produce section because I'm going to do all my own produce. And I checked their avocados. They weren't very ripe at the moment, but these guys did a really good pre-mixed in the grocery store avocado uh, guacamole which I want to have a fatty sort of uh, uh, spicy cream base that I put on the bottom of the taco, right? So that guacamole looked pretty fucking awesome. Now, I always love with carnitas, very simple stuff, right? I like uh, diced up white onion, just clean diced up white onion. The spiciness of the onion and the slight sweetness of the onion ends up cutting through whatever fatty food that you're doing. You ever notice that when you go get real fucking tacos, they keep it very simple with their ingredients. I got some white onion. I got some cilantro. Maybe you like cilantro. Maybe you don't. Most people out here do. I got a really awesome in-house made hot sauce. Um, and then I grabbed a red onion and some limes. You always need citrus, right? Put together all my stuff, came home. I had about an hour and a half before I had to make it to the picnic. So I grabbed a bunch of my little Tupperware pieces. So it's like uh, very small, very bite-sized Tupperware uh, containers. And then I just prepped, cut up my cilantro, cut up my white onion, cut up my uh, limes. Um, I had some cojito cheese, some like uh, uh, really great Mexican cheese. If you guys haven't had it, it's sort of like, it's like the Mexican Parmesan. You know what I mean? Or like a, yeah, it's like a Mexican Parmesan cheese. It's really great. Um, and then, um, oh, I took the red onion, cut it up, diced it up, and I did a fast pickle of that red onion. 
So uh, you basically just boil, what is it? It was apple cider vinegar. I mixed it with some white vinegar. I mixed it with some sugar, mixed it with some salt, and I threw in some um, dried peppers to give it a little spice, bring that up to a boil. Then typically, if you're doing a slow pickling, what you do is you dice up your red onion, throw it into um, like a jar, and then you pour the hot pickling fluid on it, and you let that sit. Longer it sits, the better it gets. I wanted to speed up the process, so I threw the red onion into the boiling vinegar to boil and soften those onions, which worked really fucking well. Did that for, I don't know, a couple minutes, two minutes, three minutes, and then tossed it in a container with some ice to cool it down because I knew that that would have to come with me, right? So now I got all my accoutrements. I've got uh, all of my uh, fresh herbs diced up. They're all in their own individual little containers. Uh, I did a test taco, which I will post this stuff on my Instagram. So if you want to see what these tacos look like, I'll post them all up there. Did a test taco at home, made sure it was good, and then packed everything up, grabbed some beers, got a cooler, and hit the road. Um, and it was fun. I got to hang out with Rick. Marshall Cook was there, another director who's been on the show, which is really great. I met a lot of really talented young directors, a lot of comedy directors, of course, being that it's Diva and Darge putting that thing on. Um, but it was weird. It was fun. We all sort of sat around in the circle. We talked about directing. Uh, we went back and forth on like best situations, like what it was like to work with the clients, worst client things. It was generally pretty cool. What ends up starting to happen in scenarios like that is you feel like people need to, I don't know, need to posture a little bit. You ever notice that? If you're hanging out with other people that are in the business, especially other people that do what it is that you do, there becomes this sense of posturing that happens in there. But we kind of kiboshed that pretty quick. Like we got through that. Um, and uh, Diva and a bunch of his pals brought over... Um, what do you call those things? Those the, the, this, this is a fucking 40-something-year-old guy trying to explain it. It's like these little um, skateboards, but they have the big, big chunky wheel in the center, and uh, they're electric. So uh, you could just kind of surf on these things and drive them around. So everybody was sort of obsessed with those, and they were talking about that. It was kind of funny. It was like hanging out with like a bunch of dudes uh, back in middle school. <laughs> like it really, it really dissolved to that point where it's just like, cool. You want to try out my skateboard? Yeah, sweet. All right, cool. You know what I mean? Um, but it was fun. It was fun hanging out with the guys. And while we were there sort of doing our powwow and sort of sitting in a circle, um, I asked if people wanted tacos and, uh, I just handmade each person their own tacos while we chatted. And it was really fun to do. Brought some like rubber gloves or latex gloves rather. And uh, just individually made tacos and passed them out to people. Um, and it's a really nice way to meet folks, you know? It's a really nice way to meet new folks. Uh, they get sort of, um, they get interested in what it is that you do. They get a sort of sense of like the meticulousness that you have with what it is that you're preparing. Um, and then who the fuck doesn't like fresh food? You know, some of the other guys brought like pizza, like pizza in boxes and stuff. They were eating the tacos before that. Who doesn't like handmade food made specially for them, right? So just keep that in mind. Next time you're going to go do a picnic or you're going to go do something and they say, hey, bring something, you know? How often do your friends say, hey, bring something? You're like, all right, I'll bring some beer. How many times do you just bring a six pack for yourself? Come on, man. 
You got to bring enough for somebody for someone else to join you. Like, what the fuck? Are you just bringing food to eat in front of somebody? Or are you bringing food and drinks to share with folks? Right? Something to think about. And, you know, if someone says, hey, bring something, sure, you could just bring a dessert. Maybe you don't have time. You go grab a dessert, grab some pastries. I've had buddies that go and grab some really cool specialty items that they bring in, which is great. Um, but you can just make something simplistic. It doesn't have to be a big deal. It really doesn't. You know how fast it is to make, um, you know, to boil up some hot dogs and grab some buns, and then you just make them, you bring them, put them together and do it? That's what my dad used to do when we went to the beach all the time. I loved that shit. Anyway, I'm ranting. So it was fun. Thanks, Rick. Um, thanks, Diva, for inviting me to the thing. And a uh, big shout out to all of the directors that I got to meet that day. Um, I got to check out some really cool short films that these guys have done. Um, and, uh, it was a really cool little networking thing. Um, and it's rare. It's very rare. It's a rare thing. Uh, but it was fun. So anyway, talking about July 4th, talking about a recipe, you're like, Mike, what the fuck? I'm tuning in. I need a recipe to cook today, right? Huh. And as I said that out loud, it's probably too late to do. I was going to give you my ribs recipe, but it's too late to do that today because it's last minute, right? You're listening to this episode in the morning. So I'll save that ribs recipe for another one. Today, let's talk about the thing I made last time, something that you can do today, right? Last minute. I know you're trying to plan your day. What does everybody love on July 4th? Hamburgers, hot dogs, cheeseburgers, hot dogs right? Now, something happened. When I was younger, as a kid, the big deal was to make really thick, like, steak burgers, you know, like pub burgers, where you get, you know, a pound and a half of meat, and you're splitting that amongst, you know, four burgers, and they're these big, thick patties that you're tossing on there and you're eating. They're great. Don't get me wrong. I really like them. But most of the time, when I eat a burger like that, they're coming with like a big-ass bulky roll, maybe some heavy-duty uh, sauce on it, maybe some heavy-duty um, caramelized onions, like that kind of vibe. Really cool. But when I eat that, it's coma time. Like after I eat that burger, I'm ready for a nap, especially if you have a beer with it. A better burger to do with a group of people so you have a bunch of folks there, and if you want to make a burger like this, it'll fuck them, it'll blow their faces off. They'll love it, and they'll be addicted to it, is if you make your own smash burgers. Now, I'm sure you've heard about smash burgers. This is a big thing right now. All the places are talking about doing it. I recently tried it myself, and I did it for Gina's birthday, where we had like 50 fucking guests. So I made like 65 fucking smash burgers that day. It was pretty intense. So I kind of I kind of got my head wrapped around it by the end of the day. Um, super easy to do. The trick with smash burgers is you're actually taking fresh hamburger meat that you roll into essentially like an inch, inch and a half wide bowl. And then, so they're like little meatballs. And what you do is you get a cast iron surface or grill surface, not the grill grates, but like a flat surface, really hot. And then you smash that uh, hamburger down so that it spreads out very thin, creating as much surface area as possible for you to get that 
Mayer Meyer effect, which is like that crispy meat, really good crispy, crunchy meat effect. This is essentially what you want when you go to an in and out place. They they kind of do, but they don't do it. You know what I mean? Um, so here's the move. Here's what I did. I went out because I had so many people that day. You can get fancy with your buns if you want. You can go out and get those Hawaiian sweet rolls if you want to do that. Um, or you can just get basic. I like the simplest uh, hamburger buns you can get your hands on. The ones with the little sesame seeds on top, those are the shit. They're usually really inexpensive. I grab those, right? I also grab a cheese. Now, here's the trick with smash burgers. You can go fucking fancy if you want. You can go out and buy blue cheese. You can go out and buy uh, smoked Gouda cheese if you want to do that stuff. But I think you're wasting your fucking time, okay? What makes a smash burger really phenomenal is the basic American cheese that you put on it. Sometimes I'll do Velveeta because Gina's a big Velveeta nut. But a Velveeta American cheese is really great. I mixed uh, American cheese and cheddar because I wanted a bit of a bite in there too. And that worked really well. So I grabbed uh, American cheese and cheddar. You can get it from the deli or you can just buy it pre-sliced. These are smash burgers. This isn't gourmet shit, okay? Um, grab that cheese. Then I grab a jar of pickles. Uh, I'm a big vinegar fan, so I don't really go for the sweet pickles, but I've seen and had the sweet pickles. They're good. It's a different flavor. Um, but I like vinegar pickles, so I usually get dill. Um, and then I grab a mustard. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, a good rub is great. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about Oakland dust. Uh, I really like their steak rub. It's really great. Um, or you can make your own rub, which we'll talk about for that. Um, white onion is the shit. Just raw white onion. And you get the white, not the yellow, because the yellow is pretty intense. White is a little bit sweeter. It's a little bit more mild. But like diced up white onion on top of a burger like that, what is this starting to sound like? This is starting to sound like In-N-Out. This is starting to sound like your favorite fucking hamburger place, right? It is. You can do this at home. It's the fucking shit. Super easy. Um, all right. So that, and if you want to make your special sauce, like the hamburger special sauce, it's pretty simplistic. It's just mayo, ketchup, mustard, and then whatever other ingredients you want to put into it. You could put some sriracha in there. You could put some hot sauce, like some cholula in there. You can uh, throw a little relish in there, which sort of brings it um, that sweetness, uh, but Basically, whenever you see special sauce, it's just ketchup, mayo, and mustard. Maybe a little lemon. You know what I mean? <laughs> Subtract the lemon because we're talking about we're talking about fast food. They don't do fresh lemon in that stuff. Ketchup, uh, uh, mayo, and mustard. That's basically what they do. I say start there. Start there. Add some other ingredients. A typical rule of thumb whenever I'm making something like that, whatever I'm using for the rub, I also toss in that special sauce, right? So whatever that rub mixture is, I throw it in there as well, which is great. So now you've got your burgers, you've got your buns, and expect for a burger, expect to do two patties per burger at least. Doubles are better than singles, okay? And so you're talking about like one-inch little balls that you're going to smash down to be super flat, you start to do the math, right? Do the math on how many people you have there. Go online. There are calculators that will help you uh, decide the amount of pounds that you need for a raw hamburger 
uh, equivalent to how many people that you have showing up to your party. Super easy to do. There are calculators out there to do it. Um, let's see. So we do that. And then um, let's just talk about the hamburgers. Sides are super simple, but uh, let's talk about the hamburgers. Okay, so go out, grab your hamburger meat, grab all that stuff, come back to the house. Now, you want to make sure that your hamburger meat stays as cool as possible while you're handling it so the fat doesn't start to melt, right? So I usually toss it in the fridge, or if you're getting it immediately from the grocery store, it's usually coming out of some sort of cold refrigerator unit. Um, I like to throw on some latex gloves to keep it easy for me. Uh, and then I'll just roll out little one-inch balls of hamburgers, lightly roll them, and then leave them on the tray. You don't want to compact them. You don't want to squish them down too much. You don't want to knock a lot of the air out because it's great when you start to smash these things if there's little pockets of air, which helps um, with the crunchiness, right, on the on the patty. So we roll out these hamburgers. I usually throw them on cookie sheets or like a deep tray. You can get like those disposable tins that are really uh, useful for a barbecue like this and just stack them up, stack them up. I usually do a layer throw down some wax paper or some parchment paper and do another layer, et cetera, et cetera. Prep is key when you're doing this. When I had Gina's part birthday party, we prepped two trays of all of this. So I prepped all of the toppings and I prepped all of the hamburgers. Um, I actually brought in some lettuce too, because we like to have lettuce on those as well, which you can also think about. If you're going to do that, try to grab that live lettuce. I don't know if you've seen that in the grocery stores. It's lettuce that's still attached to the roots itself. Uh, it stays alive. It stays crisper, longer in the fridge, and they're shaped really nicely for burgers. They're like the, these little soft little cups. And so you might have some folks that are like, you know, on some diet where they can't have carbs. And so they just would love to have your smash burgers rolled in that little lettuce, that little live lettuce cup. It's like a butter lettuce, I think. Um, so anyway, prep all of your hamburger and toss that in the fridge. Dice up all your onions, put that together, dice up any of the, the toppings that you're going to put on there. Make sure the pickles are ready to go um, and have it ready to rock. Now, this is one of the fun things to make uh, when you have an audience, right? And it's always fun, depending upon how large your cooking service is, uh, surface is. Uh, maybe you could do two burgers at a time. Uh, finished burgers, or maybe you do three finished burgers at a time, which would be six patties at a time. That's fun. Here are the tools that you need, right? Before we start talking about the grilling surface, you need to have a good spatula. And I don't mean like, you know, some bullshit fucking thing that you bought online that's plastic that's going to melt. You don't want that. You want a metal spatula that is very thin and it's great for scraping. Right, you want something that'll scrape that crusty meat off that surface and flip it. Um, you also want to have something to smash the burger balls down. Now they make these little hamburger patty smashers that you can buy. They're usually uh, cast iron, so they heat up nicely, which is cool. Um, but I don't have one of those. Here's a trick: get yourself if you have it. A lot of people have it sort of kicking in their yard. If you have a brick. Grab a brick and wrap it in tin foil, right? And then what you can do is take that brick and smash it down onto the spatula, spreading it on the surface. Super simple to do. Uh, believe it or not, 
I've used bricks a lot when barbecuing. There's also brick chicken. There's a bunch of different ways to use it. It's a good heavy object to help you smash that because you got to do it quick. When you throw that burger on there, you want to smash that fucker as soon as you can to get as much surface for the crunchiness. You know what I mean? So grab a brick, wrap it in tinfoil. There's a fucking pro move. Um, and uh, shout out to Crew Dog because he was the one that was introducing me that to that. Um, then, uh, so we got your spatula. Um, let's talk about the cooking surface. Now, maybe you're cooking on a gas grill. Then the problem I have with gas grills is it's really hard for them to get hot enough. Hopefully, if you have a gas grill, you have um, like a uh, a grilling surface that isn't grates. So maybe you have like a sort of cast iron plate that fits on your grill surface. Um, uh, those really work well, but you want something that gets super fucking hot. You want it hot, like really hot. So um, you can get your hands on, I actually bought myself a cast iron pizza pan because it was the biggest diameter that I could fit on my Weber 22 inch charcoal grill. So I got myself this really wide pizza pan, which worked pretty fucking well. I could only do about four patties in it at a time, which when I was cooking for fucking 50 people, you could imagine the intensity. The good news is the patties heat up real fucking quick so you can be rotating them. But you gotta get, cast iron retains the heat the best. So whatever cast iron pan you have, toss that on your grill. Uh, charcoal, I'm a big fan of charcoal because you can get the temperature really fucking hot with a charcoal grill. I usually will fill my charcoal chimney with a full chimney load um, and heat that up. And I spread that on my grill across the entire surface. You don't really have to do a hot and a cool side for this because you're not searing meat and then transferring it to a cool side to actually cook internally. Uh, you just need as much of a hot surface as possible to heat up those uh, cast iron surfaces that you're using, right? So fill a full basket of charcoal, toss it on the bottom of the grill, throw that, I throw my uh, cast iron pizza pan up on the grates on top. I don't need to be all the way down on the coals. I'd be burning my fucking hands. I, I actually was burning my hands through the whole process of this, by the way, but uh, because grease gets out of control when you're doing 50 plus burgers. <laughs> um, but uh, cast iron on top and you let it sit on there. You heat that fucker up. You want to see that thing practically smoking before you even take the hamburger out of the refrigerator, all right? Now, you have people circling around you, right? People are out there, what are we making? What are you cooking? What are you doing? You're like, ah, we're going to do smash burgers. They get excited. It's important, too, to have a cooler right there at the grill with some cold beers. And you can hand beers to your pal who comes over and asks you questions. And when you hand him a beer, you can go, guess what, bro? You're helping me make these burgers. Yeah? Yes. What I like to do and what I did, and I wish I had more of it, is I have folding tables that I'll set up right next to my grill. On those folding tables, that becomes my line, my cooking line to assemble these burgers. Um, Lance and I did this last time. I posted some pictures. I'll try to refine those photos and post them this week of Lance and I working the grills with uh, the smash burgers at this event. What we did is uh, he went in and grabbed all of our pre-cut stuff, our onions, our lettuce that was washed, 
Um, we actually had some tomato as well. You can do sliced tomato. Uh, we had all that lined out on the line. And then we did uh, a row of paper plates with hamburger buns on them. Now, if you have room on your grill on the lighter side of your grill, remember, it's nice if you toast your hamburger buns. They retain the grease better if you do so. Um, keep your fucking eye on them, though. We were running into this as we had such a hot grill that we were burning a lot of buns if we stepped away or if someone was asking us too many questions while we were cooking. You want to keep your eye on those fuckers. Just get a toast on them. You don't want them burnt, right? So typically, that's what we would do first. Toast up the buns. The buns are ready to rock. We've already mixed up our secret sauce. We lay our secret sauce down on the, on the patty. We lay out the lettuce. We lay out all of the base elements. Now... Our skillet is smoking. It's ready to rock. I've got my brick. I've got my spatula. I've got my rub. Let's talk about rub. It all depends on what it is that you like for flavor profile. Maybe uh, you go more sort of Italian with it, where you do a lot of garlic. You do a lot of uh, uh, rosemary. You do uh, some onion powder right? You do a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper. You can go so basic, which is just salt and pepper. A lot of people like to do that shit. A lot of people like to judge other people for not doing that stuff. You can go fuck yourself because I feel like when you're making food, you can get as experimental as you fucking want, man. Uh, so don't listen to the old dudes that are just like salt and pepper's king. Okay. All right, brother. You know what I mean? How about I make you a fucking Korean burger? There's more than salt and pepper on that shit. It's going to blow your fucking dick off. So keep your mouth shut. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so uh, I like to do a rub that uh, is a blend really of whatever I got kicking in the in the cabinet. Really, right? So I'm usually doing a little paprika. I'm usually doing a little cayenne. Um, sometimes I like to throw a little bit of uh, sugar, a little brown sugar in there, which also helps caramelize the meat, which is really nice. Um, I tend or try not to put salt directly into the rub so I can control the amount of salt individually on burgers themselves, which is smart. Um, but I've done oregano. I've done um, dried basil before, uh, garlic powder, whatever you got, make your own rub. Or you can go to someone like Oakland Rubs, um, or you can go to uh, any of your favorite rub websites and find a simple one to, to deal with. What you have to look out for when you're buying a, a pre-made rub is they put a lot of like anti-caking agent stuff in these things. Um, it's always great to find one that's fresh. So that way it's just the ingredients. They're not putting in the stuff that'll help keep it and preserve it. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, there are some great companies out there that make fucking phenomenal rubs. Like I said, Oakland is, they're pretty awesome, dude. Um, so... Grab your rub, have that on hand next to your grill, have your spatula, have your fucking uh, your brick wrapped in tinfoil, ready to go. You've got smoke coming out of the pan. You've got people that are salivating that are ready to rock, right? So let's do it. Here's the move. You grab two of those little balls, those little one-inch balls. You toss them immediately right onto the skillet. If you're using one of those patty smashers, good for you. All you have to do is patty smash them. They're weighted. They're super easy to use. You can get those online. Uh, but if you're like me and I like, I don't want to spend extra money on all sorts of fucking details. I'm just making cheeseburgers today. Uh, I grab my spatula. I grab my brick. 
and I lay it on top of the ball and smash it. Smash it as hard as you can, spread that meat as thin as it can possibly go. Do it with the other ball. So they're both down there on the grill, flat as possible at the same time. So that way you can be planning out the cooking process, right? Once you got them flat, they start to sizzle. They're starting to sizzle, they're starting to smoke, they're starting to do their fucking job. Grab that rub and uh, liberally fucking uh, dust each one of those patties. That raw side that's pointed up to you, dust that with that rub. Really good. Really good, right? And let them sit. Won't take long. Probably take you like two minutes max, two and a half minutes, but you'll start to see them crust. This is where you need a spatula that's got some substance, a sharp edge. Because what you got to do is you got to scrape, scrape that meat off. You want to get all that meat, scrape it off, and flip that patty, right? And you'll see all that beautiful crust, really gorgeous crust that's on there. Once you flip that patty, it's been maybe two minutes, use your eyes. You know, don't go on my timing. Use your eyes. Um, once it's flipped over, grab your cheeses. I did a layer of cheddar and I did a layer of uh, American. That American cheese just has like that, uh, it just, the gooiness that sort of wraps around you, the back of your tongue when you eat it. You know what I mean? Just sort of wraps around your tongue like this, like gooey cholesterol filled sweater. You know, really good. Toss the cheese on there. You let those sit for about another minute, minute and a half. Doesn't take that fucking long, especially if you smash those burgers as thin as you possibly can, right? Um, you'll see. Scrape them off with the spatula again. Toss one patty down on that bread, on that lettuce, and then toss the next patty down. Sprinkle it with your white onion. Uh, toss a couple of little pickle slices on top of there. Um, put everything in there that you want to have in there. Put it together. There you go. Smash burger. Fucking amazing. Make one for yourself first. Try it because then you can adjust it. Whenever you're buying your hamburger meat, always buy a little bit extra because you're going to be tasting, you're going to be trying, you're going to be making them. They are so fast. They are so efficient. And everybody fucking loves them. This is the ultimate food to do if you have a lot of people at your barbecue. And you're not all sitting at, at a table together. If everybody's sort of wandering around, it's a party, they're doing things, you can hand them a burger in a napkin and they can fucking just love that thing. They will love you for making it. Um, and if you're going to put it on a plate, what are you going to do for sides? Maybe you made yourself a slaw. Maybe you made yourself like a potato salad. I love a really good German potato salad, which is like a mustard-based, really great. Uh, maybe you just went out and bought some really good fucking potato chips, Right? Right. I, I mean, we did for Gina's thing, we did um, tater tots, which was kind of a pain in the ass because I had to go in and out of the house. I had to make sure that the tater tots were in the oven for the right amount of time and they weren't burning. I've seen recipes online on smoked tater tots. I don't know. I haven't tried that yet. Uh, I don't know. Kind of a pain in the ass. Um, but uh, maybe you. I, I bet you if you're running a grill, if, like a gas grill, and you're doing all this on a gas grill, I'm sure that you can take your frozen tater tots, toss them in some tin foil, and package them up tight and put them on one of the sides of the grill, and you could probably get them heated up. Just make sure it's not on too high because you don't want those fuckers burning. Excuse me. You don't want them burning. That's actually a pretty good idea. Then if you uh, put them in uh, tin foil. Like old school. Remember back in the day when you used to do popcorn that way? You'd put it in tinfoil, 
put it in tinfoil, then you could shake that tinfoil, shake all those tater tots around. Not a bad idea. I'd try that. And if you do the tater tots, also uh, sprinkle some of your fucking, um, your dry rub on those. Tie them in, you know? Just because you buy them from the grocery store and they come frozen and they say in the bag you don't have to do anything, do something to them. Make them your own. I drive Gina nuts with that. She goes crazy when she's like, I just want to get the tater tots. You sprinkled some shit on them and you made them taste better and different. I don't like that. She gets all crazy about it. <laughs> um, smash burgers. What do you think? Do you think you can do them? I think I gave you as much of a recipe as I could as fast as I did because truth be told, I was going to tell you how to do ribs, but it didn't occur to me that uh, you're not going to have fucking time to do all the prep for ribs because you're listening to this on the 4th, morning of the 4th. And you're like, okay, Michael, I'm hungry now. I can't fucking make ribs. Why would you give me that recipe today? My bad. That's why I'm not going to do it. Smash burgers. 100% suggested. I guarantee you're going to enjoy it. It is the simplest, most fun thing to do. The most important things to keep your eye on is the heat. And I've talked about this on episodes with barbecue pitmasters that have been on the show. The biggest thing that kills anybody's skills with cooking is a fear of fire, fear of heat, fear of it. So make sure that you're not afraid of your grill. It's okay. I seared my hands a couple of times when I was doing this. I survived. It's all right. You'll make it through. Don't be afraid of your fire. Don't be afraid of making things hot. Just keep your eye on it. Keep your eye on it. You know, if you've got ADD, you might want to take whatever medication will keep you focused at that moment. The killer for, like, when Lance and I were doing it, we kept burning fucking hamburger buns because someone would distract us. Someone would come over and ask us stuff, and I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 and this is what's going on. I'm like, oh, fuck, Lance, you left the fucking bur the buns on there, man. Toss them out. Buy extra buns when you do this shit. Buy extra buns when you do it. How many people are you guys cooking for today? You got family coming over? You got friends coming over? Uh, make sure you get some nice cold beers. I can't wait. We have a new sponsor on the show, and I can't really push them yet, um, but we got a new beer sponsor. How fucking cool is that? Our show is shifting into that realm. So we have a new beer sponsor coming on. We've got some other food folks coming on. Very excited with how big the show's getting. Uh, as you know, last week we had our largest numbers to date on the show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, and... Uh, Fuck yeah. I hope you guys make something good. Send me pictures. What do you make today? What are you doing? If you have a recipe of something that you like to grill and cook, tell me about it. Write to me on Instagram. Um, and uh, if I like your recipe enough, if I'm curious about your recipe, I'll try it, man. And if we do it, maybe I'll have you on the show. We'll talk about that recipe. You know what I mean? You got something that's fucking killer to do? Write to me on Instagram. Let me know. And then we'll make it, uh, we'll make it a thing. You know, who knows? Maybe if you're in Los Angeles, we'll get together and make it. You never know. Write to me on Instagram. Let me know. All right. Well, that's it. I'm gonna let you guys go. I uh, I thought this was gonna be like a 15 minute episode, and I'm at 45 minutes. This is how this is what happens with me. I fucking ramble. Thank you everybody for listening. Enjoy the Fourth of July. Um, and a uh, lot of episodes on the way. I promise we'll, we will be recording episode 200 very soon. I'm just trying to get the gang together, and we're all on jobs right now. So, uh, I don't know. Be patient with me, all right? 
I love you. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.